0: episode 13 of Turning Tracks. My name is Chris, and I'm Matt, and we're here to talk about the music that we love. It's the one-year anniversary of this show, and Matt and I have decided that since this is a show about the music we love, we should talk about the music we helped create. This month is my turn, and we're going to dive into a world of brown clothes, dinosaurs, and me hitting various drums with sticks. Grab your electrified chocolate, because today we listen to the music of Chocolat. Hi there Matt. Hi there Chris. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Happy one year anniversary.
1: Happy one year anniversary indeed sir.
0: Yeah uh, we're gonna this is something I've been looking forward to for a little while now and I'm not entirely sure how it's gonna go but uh, it's definitely running a anti your previous episode where you did a nice short (laughs) band history.
2: Yeah, uh I you actually, know
0: these are a, little, a bit more personal right because we have this this, yeah. this is this is a time where we have firsthand knowledge so yeah <laughs> excuse me for anyone new to the show here's how this works each episode either matter myself picks a band or an artist that person then has to choose 10 tracks and 10 tracks only that they believe best represent the band or artist We we'll listen to them discuss them and that's how it goes since this is uh our one year anniversary we will be talking about a band that I was a part of for a number of years which uh I look back on as some of the most fun I think I've ever had in my life. Um well, I guess uh, I would ask you what your your personal history is with this band, but I would be shocked to find if there was any. I know the
1: drummer. <laughs> He's yeah, a pretty funny. rad guy,
0: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is this is going to be a, this going to be my my history. My history story for you. To my knowledge, This is how this went. I'm old and forgetful, so I apologize if the details are a bit fuzzy. Sometime on or around the year 2008, a rather brilliant young man named Michael P decided he wanted to start a rock band. He found a bass player named Artie from Thailand. Sorry. He found a bass player from Thailand named Artie Tan, who had taught himself just enough English to move to the U.S. in hopes of becoming a musician at some point it was decided that the band needed a theremin player and they found a girl named lauren ahern to fill that role there was also a drummer but we'll get back to that in a minute the band's (laughs) visual aesthetic was also integral to its personality which included bizarre illustrations by michael and some truly incredible photography by Haley chain sorry Haley jane god i can't talk
1: It's all right. It's overrated.
0: In addition to a theremin, it was decided that the band was in need of a rhythm guitarist. They decided to hold auditions, and Lauren, who was a close friend of my girlfriend at the time, slash now wife, Karen, knew I was a musician. She gave in the band's demo and told me that I should audition and reluctantly agreed. I love playing music, and while I didn't think I'd get into the band because I'm not exactly a great guitar player, I thought it would be a fun experience to go out there and try, especially since I thought the demo was pretty darn great so i hoofed it to brooklyn i lived in north jersey at the time and met up with the band to play guitar which i don't think i ever got the chance to do we were all waiting around for the drummer who was apparently notoriously unreliable after waiting for a while lauren mentioned that i was actually a drummer and not wanting them to waste any more precious rehearsal space time i told them i'd fill in on drums so they could practice with the caveat that i had only listened to the demo a couple of times and i hadn't practiced the drums at all we played one song, and I was certain that I had done something wrong because after the song was done, everyone was looking around with this confused look on their faces. Michael, Haley, Lauren, and Artie all huddled up, and when they were done, they asked me if I'd like to be the band's new drummer because, well, apparently I did a pretty good job, and they didn't like their current drummer all that much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! After a handful of shows, it was mutually decided that the band did not need a theremin player, and we became a trio. The band was called Chocolat, which we eventually bought the domain dot WorstBandNamedEver.com on a lark. We painted my drum set and all our amps brown, and all and we all wore brown to our shows. We recorded one studio album produced by Dean Baltalonus, who had worked with a, a number of other bands, including The Hold Steady. We went on tour to South by Southwest, played a ton of shows all over New York, and genuinely had a good time. Unfortunately, I was a problem i was getting married i was a full-time retail manager and i lived in north jersey at a certain point my life became too much of a strain on the band and we came to the conclusion that my involvement was holding michael arty and Haley back our final show as a trio was at my wedding and we parted ways amicably or at least i hope so michael and artie replaced me with a girl named kayleen and decided to take the band in a radically different direction in order to not create any confusion they got rid of just about everything relating to my tenure in the band from the internet meaning the album we recorded only exists now for those that bought it i should probably upload it to my youtube channel or something just for posterity Lot released one more album called I Hate You with their new sound, which if I'm being totally honest, I wasn't a very big fan of. And at some point, they all went their separate ways. Michael was the band, though, and he's one of the most talented people I've ever met. He was a remarkable musician, a hell of a front man, a crazy good artist, and he could crank out 10 better songs than I could ever write in the time it would take me to write just one. He's currently working on art stuff nowadays. Uh, he and, and Haley got married, and they have at least one kid, I, th- I think they have one maybe two i don't remember but uh the fact is that he is a super success uh, the fact that he is not a super successful musician is a tragedy as far as i'm concerned that's the story of shock a lot uh which it was uh it was uh it's spelled s-c-h-o-c-h-o-l-a-u-t-t-e i'll cover something more along those lines during one of the songs um as michael put it it would be like if you electrified chocolate uh, was the idea of the name <laughs> of the, the songs, so, the name of the band um so yeah at the time um if you googled a uh, google search sh- lot uh spelled like us we would be the only thing that came up so it's i guess in smart that, yeah in that in that way it was a fairly ingenious situation so um i guess we should get started eh uh please and thank <laughs> you okay so the first song uh that we're going to be listening to is 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 and has always been my favorite song uh this band ever did now i can't stress enough michael was the band he was this the singer the songwriter um artist he did all the stuff he wrote the the the, all the all of the music um and then me and artie just kind of added our own touches to like the bass lines and drums that he had already come up with um and all injected our own personality. But so this is all like very much Michael's stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll point out when I had any sort of actual, like structural difference to a song. Uh, but this first one actually comes from their The EP, the Chocolat EP, which was the, the band's demo that I got um, in order to go to that uh, audition. Um, this song's called Memorial Day. It's extraordinarily catchy. And as far as I know, it is Michael doing all of the parts in this, uh, and it's, it, I, I love this recording. I love this whole EP. Uh, we actually redid, um, one or two of the songs from this EP. And, uh, when we actually did to record our studio album, but the, uh, there's a, a real charm to this original, uh, original recording that I I've never been able to shake. It's not easily duplicated. It's just like, it's so perfectly of a time, but anyway, this is Memorial day by shock a lot. One of my favorite songs. Enjoy. On a high shock lot uh i love that song so very much it's so catchy uh i love the lyrics um and i just love the sound of it it's got such a very specific from that time period independently recorded you know all pieced together by yourself kind of sound that's always just fills my heart with joy but yeah i, I love that song to, to tears uh, how, how did that grab you
1: uh, first observation is this is absolutely a Chris song.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> it has it has the vibe that I uh, tie specifically to you. Um, it definitely is of a time period. I mean, um, I love I love anyone that can um, multi track themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, here's my demo. I did everything on it. The very first uh, Foo Fighters record was all Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. and to to this day i think it's one of the best records uh, ever created um but that being said about the uh, them uh i can see the immense talent uh just in this one song alone i can hear the way that um you know uh i hear it in the way it's put together and orchestrated i hear the way like uh the bass moves a bit you know it's 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 I can absolutely see why you when you received it you were like yeah yeah I I think I need to I think I need to do something with this right mm-hmm. and to make the the long haul you know from north jersey and stuff but uh it, it's really good it's it's really well done
0: sweet well I mean the rest of the uh actually the the song that we opened with uh on the episode is called oh my dear um it's a lot less uh I guess let's uh, conventionally catchy than uh <laughs> Memorial day uh, where it's like, you know, major chords and happiness, which is kind of like my usual thing, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of the part that it's, everyone should die alone is a whole big part of the middle there. Well, uh, you know, Oh, my dear as, uh Oh, my dear. I wanted to properly include in this episode, but we never really did a great recording of that. Oh, my mm-hmm. dear was our uh, uh, show closer. Um, and we would play the hell out of it. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes to a YouTube video of us performing it at a house party. That's like ten minutes long of <laughs> just just going completely ballistic on this song. Uh, it was so much fun to play, but the uh, none of the rec- none of the actual recordings I have of it, I think, do it any kind of justice. So I decided to make the show opener. Uh, but yeah, okay. that was uh, the other one off of that EP. But now we're going to move on to Oodles of Charm. Uh, this was our uh, <laughs> our studio album recorded in 2009. Uh, I'm going to play a handful of tracks off of that. Uh, the first one is actually the opening song. It's called Mercedes-Benz. It's got a part towards the end that was super fun for us to figure out how to get on the same track with, because it involves math. Uh, mm, it's like... okay. Michael really liked to do these things uh musically, where there would be some sort of like math involved of like do this this many times and then do this this many times in response to it uh This okay. one has like the most overt one of them where uh we do something and the number of times we do it increases every time until we finally wrap it all back together again but um this album was a heck of an experience to record i mean being in like a real professional studio with a real professional uh producer and all that i don't think he liked me very much the um, producer the producer yeah dean Baltalonis. Okay. i don't think he cared much for me uh because i was not a very artsy musician type whereas like michael's super down to earth but he could definitely talk you know, the talk he could talk the talk because he was that you know a hundred percent and Artie was just oozed cool <laughs> he barely spoke any english and he was just cool all the time. Um but yeah, I don't think Dean liked me very much. But that's just mm-hmm. that's just my uh, personal experience. But um what's amusing about this is that uh he agreed to do the album based on this one song called Hayley Please, which mm-hmm. we all thought was kind of odd because it's a great song, but it was like he was like I'm going to make this one into a hit. This is this is the one. And like, I'll do this record, but the the only caveat is you can choose all the other songs, but we have to record this one. It's like that. That's the rule. And we're like, all right, cool, well, let's do it. So <laughs> that the ones I'm not even including it in here. It was by far my least favorite recording we came out with, and that's probably why like he hated you you went up against no no (laughs) i'm i'm absolutely kidding (laughs) i don't i don't think he knew that i wasn't wasn't crazy about it but it was like after we were done recording the album and like every time Haley please would come and be like i don't think this is the best version of this song that we've ever done and that kind of makes me sad but uh, the rest of it i think came out great so anyway uh this is called mercedes-benz it's the first track off oodles of charm uh it's a it's a pretty amusing song enjoy mercedes-benz by lot off of our debut album oodles of charm what do you that's think that's
1: really well done <laughs> I, I could i could have absolutely seen that or heard that as a single on the radio like Aww, thank you I there's always thought a, so too there's a moment here there, and this is more about me than it is about you uh there was a moment there where i sat and i said oh hell i feel moderately inadequate now <laughs> and we'll discuss why later um because really truthfully whatever you guys uh spent on this recording and just based on this one track alone it's fantastic like just first on a sonic level it the there's a great job in the mixing and the mastering of this um it it absolutely sounds like um now i don't want to say bands that are similar but it has the same um uh qualities like it's it's there right and i don't know if maybe I'm, i and i'll I'll talk about this when when my turn comes um but i always think like man if all we needed was that one thing that one little break and it would have been the deluge you know what i mean mm-hmm. this this song to me if i heard this song anywhere i'd be like yeah who are these guys these are this is a really good song this is these guys are going to go somewhere you know God, what i mean I
0: wish we did i i believed in this band so much i believed in michael a hundred thousand percent like he, he was just ridiculously good at this stuff and like watching him and the being part of this whole experience in the studio with him was really wild because like listening to him and dean go back and forth on these like you know uh adding the like Ooze in the background or something, or like adding a clap here and there. Like Dean did a, a really amazing job with kind of like bringing uh, this this these kinds of things that you can only really do in a studio to our music uh that we've yeah. never even considered before. um It was it was a really wild experience. But that would uh, thank you, thank you for the kind words. For us. I mean, not that they're for me specifically, but uh of course, that, that was you're, my drumming. You're, that's that's you're, me.
1: <laughs> you are the representative of the band today. Indeed. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, I started to laugh a little bit, because I absolutely heard what you were talking about in the ending with the math part. Mm-hmm. I was like, at first I was like, wow, okay, this is this is going on for a while, okay, and then I, you know, you start to change it. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I see that's, it, I see it.
0: That's, <laughs> that would happen live, you know, you'd see people in the audience being like, what's happening? And then, like, you'd see, like, one or two people be like, wait, one, two... Oh, I see what they're doing. And then on six, we just get back to the song.
1: Yeah, (laughs) which, by the way, that's a tight drum roll to get back in there.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. Fantastic. That that took some practice, but uh, we—I imagine—we worked that out. I'll
1: always, I will always sing the praise of a drummer. As a bass player, I will always sing the praise of a good drummer. So,
0: well, I hope you enjoy this next one because this was one of my most, uh, most enjoyable songs to drum, and I came up with the drums on this one. I'm pretty sure I came up with the drums. Yeah, this was, this was me. Like Michael gave me the basic idea uh, of what he wanted, and mm-hmm. I was really happy with what I came up with. Uh, this song's called "Spin the Bottle." um there's a part where there uh you can hear a bunch of girls in the background saying hey and my wife is one of them which is pretty cool uh that was a fun day recording in the studio um this song is so much fun to play i love playing this one um so yeah let's just listen to it here is spin the bottle enjoy feedback <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: you know and if you do it tastefully it's fantastic I, I was gonna make a comment about when the solo is about to rip oh you yeah you get that you get that mm-hmm. big blast i like that though oh i love I, that i i find i find with music like this in this genre and stuff it works really really well it's a couple metal bands that i listen to too like lamb of god which i i'm 100 percent positive you didn't think i was going to say during this episode <laughs> uh, d- does <laughs> does stuff like that you get the you get that quick like guitar rip like vroom, into the solo mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah here we go <laughs> um but it's done really well this is a really good song you i gotta say so far um of the uh oodles of charm ep really infectious like again whatever you guys spent on this was money well spent like the meeting of the minds between mike which i'm i'm getting to see what you're, what you're talking about, how like incredibly talented uh, he is. um, And then of course with the right producer, you know, with the right mm-hmm. engineers, like you can really do wonderful things. And this is, this is a really well put together piece of uh, music.
0: Yeah. The, the, the haze that was, that was all <laughs> Dean. That was, that was such a fun idea. um, Uh, and then the one that you hear the girls come back, uh, for the last time, a thick glass bottle It's like, I always thought that was a really cool touch too. I was, God, this band was fun. We were good, man. (laughs) We were a good band. Uh, and yes, we spent all of our money on this album. It was, uh, we cleared out all of our bank accounts to make this happen. And I don't regret it for, don't regret it for a minute because I have actually, I, I went and dug out a physical copy because I couldn't find Uh, pictures anywhere because i knew i would need to do episode art and there was a picture that we used of us on the back of our the album and uh it's just not on the internet anywhere like if you do a google search for chocolate oodles of charm nothing comes up like that's a shame it's wild to me that you can even do a google search for a series of words and nothing shows up that doesn't seem right um but yeah that's that's a that's a big bummer for me but uh i still have mine so (laughs) there it is and uh yeah i i loved playing this song this song was a blast to play uh and we should move on to the next one so uh this next song is called gone um on uh, i go back and forth we have two there was two versions of this one recorded one was on that original ep which i think is darn near perfect but this version has some really amazing stuff in it that's not on the ep version because you know here we are and now it's us as a band not just michael doing things so it's like my drum beat to this song and Mm -hmm. all this extra stuff that was added in the studio it's it's really wild. I think the uh, the thing that bothers me about this is that in the mix for this, I did this kind of repeating open hi-hat, and I think it's way too loud. <laughs> um, mm. uh, other than that, I, I, I love this recording of this song, which is another really catchy song. Um, uh, but yeah, so I apologize for the really loud open hi-hat during the verses. <laughs> uh, it's, it was not my intention. If it were up to me, I would have made that considerably quieter. Uh, or actually probably not even done it at all. It was uh, This was early on in my time in the band where I was trying to be impressive, you know? So I would, like, add extra flourishes and stuff where I don't think they were necessary. So that's just me overanalyzing my own drums. But uh, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is Gone by Chocolat, an incredibly catchy song. Um, if you listen, there's a part... So we had a bunch of other people in the studio to do uh, the chorus, to sing along the chorus with us for last time. And uh, there's a part where it's building. And if you listen uh real closely he kept this in the recording of michael kind of guiding all the, the people that we had in the studio um uh riling them up and uh i forget exactly what he says he says all right he says something like all right all right and then you hear him say huge right before the whole chorus comes in for the last round of the chorus so you this real closely you can hear that in the background it's pretty fun uh so here is gone by chocolate enjoy Shuckle <laughs> is all right do it kids that was what he said in the background uh how'd you feel about that i'm one?
1: sorry man but <laughs> i don't want to say this like i hate because i hate thinking about it but you're absolutely right like how how this wasn't bigger than what it was is like beyond me this is stuff that very easily could have been in you know, indie movies at the time. And I could have totally seen this on the soundtrack to a, like a Zach Braff film or something like this is really great stuff. I It's not by any stretch of the imagination, what I gravitate towards, but I listened to this, you know, I thought our refreshments episode was a really great indicator of just how all over the place I can be. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is such solid stuff. I, I, I feel your pain when you say, you know, like, I I really wished we could have been bigger. And, you know, when you sit there and you listen to this stuff, look, I've I've said enough about the recording uh, of this particular uh, record. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Um, The two minds coming together, probably, I I think on a long enough timeline, if I were in this band and we were making another record you know in this vein and stuff i said no we keep going back to dean because this is the sound of the band mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think i think you guys i think it was captured very well um the stuff is catchy he's got a great i mean everything comes together really well right your bass player just sits in the cut so well like he's so solid and i love the tone of his bass actually i wouldn't play with it it's not it's not what i would how i played but it it works so so well like uh, the three of you coming together just it's it's great and i mean under the guidance of of mike i'm sure it was just like i could see absolutely why this was probably the most fun you've ever had in your life like you said oh, it's yeah. the most fun times ever
0: playing Definitely. with uh, playing with this band was uh, was was a blast uh and and michael was really a uh, um he ha- he had a specific vision you know um and this is yeah. this this album was was really uh you know, it's very produced you know what i mean and he always had yeah, a, yeah our live sound sounded pretty different from this we were much more uh you know, kind of crunchy and raw than this. Um, you just remind me of I, I've uh, the our South by Southwest trip was um we um, <laughs> we played out of a, a so we didn't get into South by Southwest but we played South by Southwest as in we all rented a van and we got a power inverter and we drove down to south by uh we uh did like a tour uh, on the way like we hit a bunch of places like we hit in new orleans and a, a couple of shows there and back uh but when we went to south by southwest we found a corner parked the van plugged the power inverter into the battery and plugged all the amps into that and then just played a full loud show on the corner uh, until the car battery died <laughs> jesus uh, it was so much fun um it was that, it was that kind of nonsense that like, I, I, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know how, uh, how we didn't, I mean, I know how we didn't get picked up. Like it's the matter. There's gotta be so many bands like this, you know, like, yeah, I, I really, I honestly thought we had something special. Um, uh, we had pretty, pretty darn good chemistry working together, but Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, back... no,
1: listen, I have I have a, say- a similar story, so you know, when my time comes, I'll probably be saying the same stuff. Uh
0: so this next one is called Swimming Out. Uh this is <clears throat> this is an extremely fun fun song. Uh it was extremely fun to play, extremely fun to record, extremely fun to sing along to. Uh similar to Gone, it's got a you know nonsense uh, uh chorus as it were. Um but this one has uh some pretty I guess kind of sad undertones. If I remember correctly, Michael told me, uh, the term swimming out, uh, and is, uh, 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 references somebody walking into traffic to kill themselves. Um, wow. this is a, um, I love this song for that reason. Uh, cause it's like, it sounds really happy, but if you really listen to the words, it's kind of not. Um, and then it's also kind of sort of hopeful. Um, it's a very interesting piece of music. And, uh, also, um my i don't know how to i guess he's my cousin-in-law his kids loved this song and i remember after we recorded this album uh, and i gave them a copy he sent me a picture of the two little kids singing along with this in the car uh because that's the kind of uh that's the kind of chorus this song has um (laughs) it is it's really one of my favorites it's a wonderful wonderful piece of music and i love it to death i hope you do too here is swimming out
3: feel bold and immaculate with my head high I'm not looking for some perfect words to say Because the will only wash away, away I tried so hard to make her happy But I
0: Shock a lot, boy. That song, uh, that song gets me every time. Love, I love that song so much. It's uh it's got all that. It's so outwardly joyous, but like, kind of, it's got that underlying just little twinge of sadness underneath it. That I think, uh, is 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 just so perfectly brilliant. Michael was, uh, man, he was good at this. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> What'd that, you think?
1: Un- it's got that underlying melancholy. Yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Which is,
1: which is really, I love that sort of stuff in music. Um, this was really good. I mean, I can't say enough good stuff about what I'm, I'm hearing, right? Like, again, the recording is just great. It's like record quality. Like, cause, you know, we went and we recorded and I listened back to it now, especially after, you know, 15 or so, 20 years, whatever it is with my engineer ears. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely like an EP demo, like a a, a high quality EP demo. What I listen to, with my I stuff, our stuff, not my stuff, but um, this was like shelf ready, as far as I'm concerned. That was the uh, plan.
0: That <laughs> yeah. was the plan.
1: Now I get it. Right? <laughs> There's um, a barcode
0: on the CD and everything. Huh? Did we barcode ours?
1: I don't know. I have to. Mine's on the shelf. I'll have to go look for it. But um, regardless, this is your episode, not mine. I mean. <laughs> Look, catchy hooks all over the place. There's a lot of great um, music, uh, uh, musicianship. Um, I love the choices in some of the drumming. Like, I don't necessarily love all all the time the 4-4, just snare, hi-hat, and kick. And I like when um, drummers find little ways to take, you know, simple stuff and kind of just jazz it up for lack of return. Lack of a, a better term, uh, it's it comes together really well. You guys, you guys really had something, you know, like lightning in a bottle right there. I think.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. It's <laughs> nice to hear. <sighs> All right, well, this is going to be the last song off of a professionally recorded album, uh, and then we're going to go to some uh somewhat live stuff because that's that's what we got left to fill in the uh, fill in the blanks here. But this last song is our this was our ballad. Uh this is called Water on the Coast. This is um this is a song that I actually had some musical input on. Um so we Sorry, I forgot actually real quick and swimming out. If you go back and listen to that one in that last bit right before um uh right before the last chorus, you can hear uh Michael making engine sounds. Like an, <laughs> like an engine revving up. Uh, because it's, you know, the guy walking out into traffic or deciding not to walk out in traffic. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, the whole, for the first time, I won't fail. It's a very, very interesting song. And I, you know, I, I know I've had a conversation with Michael about it in the past on what it really means, but I never really wanted to push too hard into finding out the real meanings for the songs. Uh, just because I thought they were so brilliantly open to a lot of interpretation. So um, I guess the mystery around that uh, remains. But anyway, Water on the Coast, a uh, very pretty song. And um, so at the end of this song, uh, there's this kind of like, you know, louder explosion-y kind of part uh, towards the end of the song. And we were rehearsing it, and it was this really, um, it, it was like very, very, eerie like minor chords and really really eerie sounding and um it was something that michael liked to do a lot uh we didn't get a lot of that kind of feel i think in these recordings uh at the studio because i guess they were going for a more like radio ready kind of a thing um but we were rehearsing this one and i always thought this song sounded so pretty and hopeful that i suggested that i was always reluctant to suggest actual musical changes because you know i'm I was just, I, I was, I'm not I'm just a drummer. I'm just a drummer. You know, I'm not, I'm not the songwriter here, but, uh, I felt strongly about, uh, that I really wanted to try this out or changing the end of the song to major chords instead of minor chords, um, added this just, I thought extraordinary layer of beauty to it. And, uh, we tried it and then Michael actually agreed with me and I was like, yay, I did something <laughs> I can drink hey. it in, uh besides being the drummer. And, uh, I've always been really proud of that. This is, um, this is a really beautiful song and, um, playing the drums for it in the studio was interesting because there's not a ton of drums, uh, towards the beginning of it. And he did this thing where he wanted me to play, uh, the snare with this very specific kind of weird cadence. And then he put this, um, I don't know, some wacky effects on it to make it almost sound like waves uh, or like a uh, uh, um, an engine cutting through waves or something. It's really interesting. Um, but anyway, this is a, you know, it's a little long one. It's a ballad. It's a, it's, it's a slow number. You know, grab your favorite lady, have a dance. Uh, it's called Water on the Coast. Uh, it's the last song off of Oodles with Charm. Enjoy. Boost. Um, before I jump into the weird little things I wanted to say, what, what did you think of that one?
1: That's an album ender, if I hear, <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Like, that's at the end of the record, as far as I'm concerned, unless that's, you play me something. That's what
0: it was. That was the end of the record. Boom. Nailed it.
1: Um, no, I, look, this kid's brilliant. I mean, he knows how to write a song. Um. Yeah there's nothing i could say that i haven't already said about what's on this um on this record right like it just comes together so well everybody's just batting a thousand right it's just banging on all cylinders all those you know idioms and stuff um it's catchy it's it's um uh, what could have been right (laughs) i know i don't want to keep doing that because I, you know, in my episode, I will just continue to do that. So, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not here to make you feel any type of way, you know, that you probably already haven't done for however long, right? But, mm-hmm. um, no, this is great. This is really great stuff. Again, not the band I would have been in, um, not the music I would have created, but it's absolutely fantastic music, and it's it's so, uh, just well put together.
0: Well, uh, I will throw in a couple of fun factoids about this, uh, about Yay. this. So, uh, at the very end, after the completely unhinged part, uh, and then, you know, it goes into the kind of pretty part where, uh, the, it goes, to the little major chords, like kind of this, just big relief. Um, at the very end, the drum beat that I'm playing is directly ripped out of, uh, Starla by the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> nice. Just ripped it off wholesale. <laughs> just, all right. Like, this is what I'm playing here i don't care uh and also during (laughs) that that entire ending sequence uh it's 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 definitely in the mix of all of those sounds because it's just this wall of sound the whole end of that song but part of it is one of two uh professional recordings i've done as uh, a playing accordion. accordion my accordion stylings can be heard in the uh the background there uh, which is pretty fun. The other one uh, where I recorded accordion in a studio was with uh, my friend John, who was in a band, who was kind of a solo act called Argyle Johansson. Uh, the song, <laughs> the song is called "Sunny Day in Hell," and it can be heard on the California. <laughs> it can be heard on the Californication soundtrack.
1: What the TV show Californication?
0: Yeah, no, it's on. It was played. Uh, my my accordion was featured somewhat in an episode of Californication, and the song is on the soundtrack. Uh, John has gotten. I don't know very few royalties from it like it was an extremely small amount of money he offered to cut me in on it and I was like it's nah dude this this was just fun this is just a fun thing to be able to say but yes if you look for sunny day in hell by Ar- argyle johansson that's me playing accordion on that song
1: that's so awesome <laughs> congrats, <laughs> congrats. dude that is that's a lot of fun right there yeah
0: it's pretty neato all right uh it's uh it's time to get into the it's time to get into the madness here so these next ones uh the 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 remaining four tracks are from um uh live recording we did uh soundcheck studios this was soundcheck number two i don't remember exactly when this was i want to say it was in 2009 to 2010 i believe is when this this actually happened um so I got four songs from this recording, uh none of which we actually uh properly recorded, which uh will always bug me, especially the last one. But um yeah, so this next song is called Panther Tattoo. And this is one that we uh we used to like to open with this one or uh just follow up uh something kinda slower uh with this song because uh well, it's got a really fun opening. Um, uh, this is one that was on the original uh, Chocolat EP, and I uh, changed the drums up quite a bit for what we what the song actually wound up being uh, in this recording. So this is a this is what we sound like live um, for the most part, and I hope it's not uh, too big of a step down from our studio stuff. Uh, and I hope the energy comes through as much as I remember it. So here is Panther Tattoo. Enjoy.
3: What? Yes I can't.
0: Tattoo by Shock lot played live at Soundcheck. Um, so a couple of fun facts about that song. Uh, one of the things that we used to do early on when we played live, uh, we would uh, Michael would make these signs, um, that would have like just be like a, a weird demented skull on a stick you know the people would like wear his masks and we would just give them out to the audience and for th- this song in particular there are these signs that said so sad so sad so sad so on it or so sad so sad so sad on it and mm-hmm. uh, the way he wrote it we didn't realize it until like after one of the shows I uh, picked up one of the signs upside down and the way he wrote it it looks like pesos 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 <laughs> <laughs> random so i i don't know why this we just thought it was so funny and for some reason it just kind of stuck with us and uh still to this day uh, like when our kids do something ridiculous and are angry about the the horrible injustice of like having to brush your teeth and one of us will just look at you and go pesos 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 you know (laughs) yeah it's uh
1: no absolutely i I, I have a lot of those little weird in jokes too. None of them come from my band, but maybe.
0: Actually I don't know. This never would have thought to uh see that written out like that. It was very, very amusing. But anyway, yeah, that's uh that's Panther Tattoo. It's a very fun song. Uh we used to have a a, a lot of ridiculous energy playing that one. I mean yeah, you know, it just gets really sloppy and fast towards the end. Usually by that point Michael was standing on my drum set uh mm. and I was standing up behind it, just kind of thwacking away to the best of our ability uh and that the, the 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 manic nature of it was kind of the kind of part of the point so anyway what'd you what'd you make of that
1: uh, i mean you keep playing good music for me <laughs> good music that is is consistent you know what i mean it's Even, got my backup
0: vocals in there too you can hear me I, <laughs> yes i
1: was gonna i wanted to while listening to it i said that's chris that's absolutely chris <laughs> singing so good for you man backing vocals you know, playing an instrument and singing at the same time is not easy.
0: Playing drums and singing at the same time is not easy. Playing yeah. drums and singing in a microphone that actually picks up your voice. Now that's a true challenge. There was and a song just... I really wanted to put in here called Skeletons that I think you would love. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's it's a it's a pretty dark and, and relatively heavy song. But the way we recorded it, um, the only good recordings we had of it were live, and I kind of took Michael and I harmonized with each other during the chorus but Ooh. Ooh. my mic is so quiet uh, that you can only hear him doing the, the kind of the backup harmony over the right. chorus. And it just doesn't sound right. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty sad thing that that never got properly recorded. Cause that song is killer. Um, but anyways, um, this next song uh, I think you will also enjoy. This song is called get down. Uh, I'm the one who is yelling, get down. Uh, it's, I don't know, I'd call it an uplifting song, uh even <laughs> though it says get down. It's uh, yeah, it's a uh, it, it it's it's the sentiment is uh yeah. I think it's pretty straightforward. I don't want to spoil it until you get to the uh get to the actual bit there. There's a uh, a whole weird intro that we tapped on tacked onto the beginning here. So uh I don't know, I thought it, we thought it was fun. I don't know if it's annoying, but anyway, uh, it's 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 a thing that's there that was fun for us to play and then we get to the song proper. This is a uh this was one of the coolest songs i think we had uh it's got a really really interesting energy to it uh and a killer baseline um so yeah enjoy get down you're looking
3: good Uh, thanks
0: you make that that one
1: (laughs) you do that in a rhythmic motion and it looks like dancing
0: dancing (laughs) that's
1: great (laughs) you know again i i can't i'm 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 beating a, a dead horse here really i mean the talent is just the the catchiness the the cleverness the the musicality orchestration it's all there it's it's great stuff this is really really good stuff
0: that part uh where we had to nail me playing the bass drum on the you know the one and the three and Artie playing the upbeats on the two and the four with the bass that was really hard to nail down that's
1: rough yeah that was
0: like that was really really difficult for us to get absolutely right um you
1: have to like untrain unlearn the two and the four and mm -hmm. your instinct is to play and that's yeah
0: yeah, that that was there was there was a, there were a great many rehearsals of just me and Artie doing that like over and over again until we finally got the got the hang of it. But um, mm-hmm. God, that song was so much fun to play. That song was ri- ridiculously a ridiculously good time. Just get down, we're all gonna die. <laughs> a- Sp-
1: speaking of ridiculous, your intro was very uh, Black Sabbath. Thank you. I, I have <laughs> I have expected you guys to break out into like Nativity in Black or something. <laughs> and then it it just reminds me how much i love black sabbath so
0: well, that's that's good yeah i i am um, what i'm hoping that this live bit cut gets through is that we were much heavier live than we were recorded um okay our uh, it was a lot of michael did a lot of screaming and uh you know we did yeah a lot of high energy like our 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 performances were our live shows were definitely different from the feeling that we had uh the stuff that we recorded like we always kind of went for a much more uh energetic approach um but uh all right so this next one (laughs) this next one i i wish with all of my heart that we could have done you know gone back into the studio and recorded uh this song with dean because this song is uh, i think is amazing this song is called orlando uh or orlando nineteen ninety nine um i think i was just referred to it as orlando but either way um this is a uh um i don't know it's's it's got something to do with michael growing up in orlando um uh i had a lot of fun writing the drums for this one um this was a uh, the I, I got to i got to come up with the wacky the wacky ass drum beat that I put together for this song uh, so you're to blame, so i'm to blame yes i <laughs> I was uh, inspired a lot by um, uh, Up Here in My Tree by Pearl Jam was kind of like the basic uh, impetus that was floating around in my head when I was coming up with this one. Uh, But this is another one that I had a a really, really good time uh, performing live. I've always been really impressed by this song. So anyway, here's Orlando. Enjoy.
3: Yeah, I know, but you're (laughs) just trying to include you because you're being quiet. Uh, All right, after this, we're going to get in a circle and do the name game, and uh, everybody has to come up with a word for their first initial of their first name. This is called Orlando. (laughs) The mouth off about turning out a street
0: lot, what'd you make of that one
1: you know it's really hard for me to remember that i'm listening to music that my friend had a part in <laughs> like i'm sitting here and i'm like my mind is kind of wandering as i listen to this and i'm just totally forgetting that this is my friend's band like i i'm listening to it in a way that i would listen to the radio or you know uh, something that I would have uh, put on. It's it's so like strange, but and and please understand that I don't mean that in like a negative way. It's just it's just so well. Even this like live recording sounds really good. So we practiced a lot, I'd imagine. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean we did too. Um. So I mean, kudos, and I hate. <laughs> I really hate that word, but I mean truthfully like you guys this period of time for this band is just so great
0: yeah i I can't shake the feeling if we had done what we were doing like five years earlier we would have we would have been bigger but uh i i I don't know man this this song
1: it's it's tough it's it's tough. tough
0: This song was so much fun I, I i loved this one a lot, like I remember hearing the demo for it and just being like really inspired by it uh and I just remember having a really good time working really hard on mastering uh that drum beat to to go along with it and I was always really proud of it and uh we had a we had a we had a hoop playing it, you know it <laughs> just had a lot of fun um God, this band was so much fun uh but yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for the, the, the high praise there. I know we, we worked super hard, but like, you know, I can only take the, the, the tiniest smidgen of, uh, a uh, credit for it. Cause like, this was, uh, you know, this band was Michael <laughs> uh, through and through. It was like Michael and, and, sure. and Haley's photography was such a big inspiration on it. It was like, uh, I was just really happy to be there. <laughs> uh,
1: I- <laughs> I was just happy to be invited. Yeah, I was just, just happy
0: to be just happy to be involved. All right, so we got one left, and uh, like I said before, I wanted to do "Oh My Dear" is a good play up. But I didn't have a good recording for it, so I did another one of my absolute favorite ones to record live. This is a pretty wild song. It's called "Spilled Milk." Um, I was also, really, in, always really enjoy the uh, the lyrics in this one. But this is another song that I had uh, some sort of musical contribution to, uh, uh, which. Um, I don't want to say exactly what it was because it's kind of an interesting style change. Uh, So I'll I'll talk about it afterwards. But um, we used to use this song to teach people how to spell our name, um, which uh, is (laughs) unfortunately not at the beginning of this specific recording. But uh, often when playing this song, we would do like a sing-along while Artie would play... um, Artie would be playing the bass, and I would be playing the, the drum beat that the, the whole thing starts off with, and then Michael would lead a, a, a sing-along where he would just be like, all right, repeat after me, S C H O. S C H O C H O and like spell out the, uh, the, the name of the band, and we go, what's that spell? Chocolat! What's that spell? Chocolat! And then sometimes on the third one, he'd say, what's that smell?
3: Chocolat! <laughs> and then, uh, then we'd
0: go into the song, uh, because I cannot overstate. Michael was such a good front man. He was so good at interacting with the crowd and interacting with me and Artie. Like he would, he would just kind of coax these great performances out of Artie. He would jump up on top of my drum kit and, and, and play guitar solos while I'm playing, you know, just stand on my bass drum. He'd -hmm. go down out into the crowd and, and, and have people. I remember at my wedding on our last show, he had uh my, my cousin's kid that was singing along in the car uh yeah. he had him come up and like strum his guitar while he was playing it during the song. Uh
2: he uh, was just, he great. was
0: great with everybody. Uh he was so good at this is it, it was ridiculous. Um but anyway, this is Spilled Milk. This is an extremely fun song to play live. Uh and a bit, bit stylistically different than our other stuff. Um so yeah, enjoy.
3: Yes. <laughs> Hit it, Captain. Lovely days have I faded away. I will send you a greeting card with the reason why. Your face is just a line of your throat. You're looking just like a little deer inside a hunting coat. I met you here with my conscience clear. I'll never let. I became a tree where you could hide With the Three. A can't keep when you know None of the animals you here in their home You do ever Great because you are Crying in a snake Smooth and cold, cold, cold But I call it up Inside my eyes I know you're cold, cold I was you this time And with days you're gonna lose style, how So I'll have You'll become a long Gotta set to an American greeting card Spell out for me from all enough deep down inside.
0: I spilled milk <laughs> it was a fun song uh so the part that i kind of influenced was the middle second section there where it all got got kind of quiet um it kind of went a different direction before and i suggested to michael like during one of the practices like you should make this the blues and then he just started going running with it and it came out it came out great i thought what did you think of that one <laughs>
1: chris i'm just repeating myself now <laughs> Um, you guys really? I mean, so my to to Michael's, you know, to speak about Michael for a second. Um, I know what it is to work with someone who has the vision, and everyone else is kind of there helping support the vision and make it happen. Um, he he had a clear cut vision, and I think this time period. And the reason I say this is because I don't. We're not going to listen to the stuff that happened. After you were not with the band anymore. So this time period for the group and everything is it just it's like a level of perfection, honestly. And I hate to use the term perfection, but it really comes across like everything was in its place where it was supposed to be. Um, uh, You and Artie uh, absolutely not along for the ride, but definitely paddling said boat as well. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, you, Michael you guys was
0: definitely ship captain. No question. Yeah, but you know, we, yeah. we, we added our personalities to it. Oh, absolutely. It's impossible
1: to not like the only thing I, the only way I could ever imagine that being the thing is like, if you're in nine inch nails touring band, you literally play what Trent has written and that's it, you know? And, <laughs> and maybe you're like, Hey, what if we extend this, you know, another four measures, but you know, for the most part, most part, that's not really what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, you guys did a phenomenal job, Uh, everything I've listened to really is, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I know you've thought it like, this is really, truly radio quality stuff, but it, again, it, it should have and could have been in places with more accessibility to more people's ears.
0: I appreciate you saying that. Um, this, uh, I kind of lost track of what I was going to say there. Um, Yep, it's gone. Whatever it was is uh, completely, completely left. The, <laughs> that, that train has left the station. Oh right, we're ah. going to talk about the uh, the, so the um, you mentioned the 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 stuff that came after my time, and um, I I can't say that it wasn't good uh, f- at what it was aiming for. It was just aiming for a an extremely crunchy sound. Um, it was a lot faster. Uh, the girl Kayleen, who replaced me uh i think it was a much better drummer than me uh i had to work really hard to do what i did in this band and she was one of those drummers that just it seemed so effortless uh to mm, to okay. to watch her do her thing uh she was very very good um it just was um it it seemed to be coming from uh, the the music seemed to be coming from a place of anger and i don't know if it was because michael he put everything he had into trying to make this band his, his career, you know, like this is what he right. wanted to do with his life. And I mean, I firmly believed that he, that he could, uh, just because of how good he was at it. Um, and I don't know if the, the follow up Chocolat album just came from a place of being angry that all the effort we put into it didn't amount to anything other than, you know, our own personal satisfaction, uh, I I have absolutely no idea but I uh, I just know that I wasn't I wasn't too big on it uh and since it wasn't you know part of my experience with the band that's why mostly why I didn't uh, um include it here but that's still available uh on the internet I believe I think you can still find uh I hate you uh, on Bandcamp I think to to listen to if you want anybody wants to go give it a shot but uh yeah all of this stuff has been all this stuff that i was involved in except on youtube you can find a couple of uh fun recordings if you sh- search shock a lot on youtube uh the way that we spell it you can find some old performances of us playing in very strange places uh <laughs> which was fun uh and looking at younger versions of myself with hair and
1: uh <laughs> well, i was definitely in better
0: I... shape back then because i was drumming all the time that's that's a it's a lot of exercise don't but. even get me started. <laughs> but that uh, that wraps it up. That puts a pin in shock a lot, which I thought was a, a fun way to celebrate this, this show's one-year anniversary. Um, so with that, Matt, why don't you go ahead and tell us what our next show is going to be about?
1: Oh, uh, Chris, I can't be outdone. I can't allow you to do this. <laughs> I have to bring my band into this. You sure do. For it to be a proper... <laughs> Celebration. Um I I I I have a feeling I'm gonna have a, a fairly similar um episode as you when it comes to talking about a bunch of this stuff because I feel the same way too. It was a lot of fun. That was a, a really fun part of my life. Um but next episode we're gonna listen to the music of Dudes of Doom.
0: Dudes of Doom
1: there's no other way to say it, trust me.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I I I have a suspicion that it's going to sound like the Doom soundtrack, but that's just that's just where my head cannons at right now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your head scissors? Oh, oh my head's. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Yeah, buddy. That was a month ago for the people listening. Yeah. (laughs) That was an hour ago for us. (laughs) That it was. (laughs) Oh boy. All right. This was a, this was a very fun trip down memory lane. Absolutely.
1: Uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah. I had a lot of fun, by the way. You, you, you had a great period of time there. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier for you. Um, and really, and, it's one thing for us to bring to the table the music that we like and it be kind of a little nerve wracking to say like, oh, you know, I really like this. I hope you like it. It's a whole other level to bring the music that you helped create to the table. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for for putting this in front of me as always.
0: You're You're very welcome. All right, we here at Turning Tracks are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can, and we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geekade Discord channel, in which we have a Turning Tracks chat, where we hope to discuss all manner of stuff related to music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And of course, you can still send us an email at mailgeekade.com. While you're at it, please check out all our social media channels, which you should totally totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Turning tracks and other GeekAid podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. There, patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one, and more. If you've enjoyed our podcasts over the years, follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. And finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at Geekade.com. We're going to leave you with a song that I love dearly. Michael would come up with demos near constantly. And this one really stuck with me. It's him just recording all by himself. And the song is called I will be your muffin. It's a great (laughs) example of his range as a songwriter. This is a somewhat silly song, but it's also sweet, heartfelt, and still incredibly his style. I hope he's okay with me sharing it. Uh, We haven't really spoken in years outside of a few Facebook comments a few months back. And I didn't tell him or Artie that I was doing this episode because uh, I guess I was nervous um i didn't really i didn't really know how to bring it up uh so i'm just kind of doing it uh this has been a very fun trip down memory lane for me um uh to one of the most exciting times of my life and if anyone else involved in the band over the years listens i hope it is a similar experience for them too uh so this is i will be your muffin uh i i i love this song there's a recording there's a video recording on a tape in my house somewhere of michael and i playing this in a van when we were on tour just kind of like rehearsing it or something uh because we did wind up playing this once or twice live i think um and i think uh they did a version of this on the i hate you album that's like super heavy and there's something just really really special about this specific recording of this song um so yeah i hope you like it thanks for listening everybody and we will see you next time for dudes of doom Oof, freaking excited thanks <laughs>
3: bye bye now we've grown into our sadness yeah we can make ourselves more comfortable with being poor and feeling tragic well, it's having nothing but the things we know no it won't be like this forever So let's enjoy it while we're feeling low. And celebrate our new depression. And dress it up, make it so beautiful. Now I'm a poor man in the city. Yeah, I'm a poor man, but I'm not alone. I've got some friends that care about me. Know. i got a girl, we're getting married. we got a kitchen that we painted. Cold. To match your optimistic outlook. Of what we want to know, the places we'll go. oh That I made I in the oven, I will treat I all your needs with, with patience, with patience and caution. And make you me love the world, baby, and breakfast, baby. Let's go, you're a cheetah, talk the sign. Let's battle. stop, we'll make sure it's sweeter. What that means like is like like you with me, do you and me. Let's perfect. keep I each other together. We can change our plan, but we can't change the weather. No, no. You. I want to be alone with you. I want to leave the world with you. I want to mean the world to you.